Welcome, ladies, to the Real Estate Investor Show, providing inspiration, strategies, and insight to empower women investors to live balanced and financially free lives. Now, here are your co-hosts, Liz and Andressa. Welcome back, ladies. This is Liz. And this is Andressa. Welcome back to the Real Estate Investor Show, Minnesota edition. Woohoo! <laughs> little woohoo to get you engaged because this is like a quick 10 minute or less topic and something to bring into your world and something to us actually take action on, right? Because we want you to move the needle. And our mission, our passion is to help you empower women globally to live a financially free and balanced life and move you along that journey to help you do that. So that's what we're all about in this community and our podcast. And Andres is going to be talking a very, about a very important topic when it comes to short-term rentals, which I know is a hot topic in our world of investing these days. So what are we talking about here today, Andres? We're talking about how can you save time and trouble by vetting your guests. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Well, Liz, I've been doing Airbnb since 2011-12, and I have some baggage with me when it comes down to vetting your guest. And one thing that I would say is, if you don't have a vetting process in place, believe me, you're going to be matched with somebody that is going to cause so many troubles. And many times I see those horror stories right? About damaging the property, creating trouble with the neighbors. The list goes on and on. I always say it needs to be a match for both sides. And I, I have the right to say we are not a good match and move along. So I'm going to share with you guys here what I have done in the past that has worked. And again, this is my experience Take it if it fits your criteria, throw it out if it doesn't. There's no right or wrong. It is just an option that I'm putting out there for you. So the first thing is your property description. Make sure, you know, when you go to the MLS to check properties, we are all investors, so you know how to describe a property. Do the same thing there. Make sure you're describing all the amenities of the properties. But I also encourage you to describe the perfect guest. Right. In my case, I have a property that is geared towards family, family with kids, family with a dog. So say it there. And if it is not, say it too. Say it that you do not allow your love pets, but unfortunately we don't allow them. Do not just cross the option that you don't allow pets, but put it everywhere. Put it everywhere because people might miss it and they might bring a pet to your place that it's not allowed. So have it all the descriptions laid out as clear as possible and try to answer. Right. We have those places where we can put the check in information that you can also repeat those information there. But when people are researching our property, they are also looking like for parking, for example. So on your description, put information about parking. 
there. Oh, uh, we have a, a parking spot or extra money for a parking spot or on the street. Or in my case, the property was located in Center City, but there was a public parking lot right across the street, right? And there are fees and I have those fees over there. So it's very, very clear. Early or late check-in, what's your policy on that? Extra gas fee. Many times those are just check marks that you're going to add, but I encourage you to add that to the description as well. Okay, that is the first thing. The second thing is the standard questions for inquiries. So inquiry is just when somebody is inquiring about your property, not necessarily already booking it, right? So they are asking questions. I have the standard questions that I ask them. So when they are talking to me, I already know this up front. One of them is like smoke. Is there anybody that smoke? And I define what smoke means. Guess how I know that, right? I describe it as industrialized, natural, electronic, whatever. That's interesting. Did you always have that or is that something you did? No, I did not always have that because I don't know if in 2011 or 12 they had those what's called uh, electronic cigarettes and that thing. I forget what it's called. It was not a thing, you know. And uh, Mm. one time my neighbor said, your gas is smoking pot here and I'm getting (laughs) high on my head. (laughs) So it's like, okay. And then then they said, well, you didn't say natural, right? So it's like, oh my gosh, whatever. (laughs) So you had those descriptions (laughs) over there. That is very, very important. You know, another trick though, I always say, are you expecting to receive guests over, right? And if you do, I need to be informed because there is a camera outside, right? Mm -hmm. Inside, I don't have the camera, but outside. So just giving you a heads up. And why I'm saying this, because this is right off the bat. They cannot say, you never told me about that you don't allow more people. I'm okay with two or three people. I'm not okay with 15. You know what I'm saying? Guess how I know. Right. And also extra gas fee. Right. If somebody is going to sleep over, that's a guest. Therefore, I need to have that person's information and extra pay for that. So all those questions, you just have it a standard. Right. Do you have a pet? Is different than do you intend to bring a pet with you? It's different because they say, I might have a pet. Yeah, I have a pet. And they say, okay, so I assume you are bringing your pet or I don't have a pet, but my guest has a pet and you didn't ask that. So do you or your guests have a pet and will be the pet coming? Will the pet be coming with you? So there's a lot of interpretations that we want to get out of the way before before we even accept it. Right. And then you have those clarification questions. And this is when you can see the red flags or not. And I mentioned this in a previous podcast where I talked about the three worst things that can happen to your Airbnb. But those are clarification questions. If you still don't have like a clear answer, you have the right to go ahead and say, hey, I see you don't have any reviews. Have, is this your first time with Airbnb or have you booked under another guest before? Do you have any public reviews? You're vetting them, right? Uh, Somebody that just joined Airbnb right now in 2020 and is booking for your first, my radar goes higher when that person does not have any, any reviews. I need more information than somebody that already have 45 
reviews. That's very, mm-hmm. if I get an increase from teenagers, right? Or underage, not teen teen, but underage, I would say, I want to know who is the adult that's going to be there is going to be responsible for all of you, right? Because even though it's, you know, we're not planning on doing parties or drinking, listen, at the end of the day, it's your property, your liability. Are you yep. willing to take that or not? My answer is no, straightforward, no. If there's not an adult responsible for it that's going to sign a contract, that's my last thing over here. I have a standard contract, right, where all the guests, I have their names and their emails, and everybody staying at the property needs to sign it electronically. And you might say it's a freaking pain in the ass. It might, it might not. I believe it had allowed me to save a lot of trouble. I never had to do any repairs on the property because it was all established there. And no, I'm not I'm not able to share those that contract with you because it really, really varies. Yeah. So I record you to check with your attorney and draft something that works for you and then establish again all the rules everything that is on the property so you're very tired your liabilities what happens if they break that all of it is there so there is a check-in date check-out date all of it is laid out and there are people there say great send it to me they sign it good to go no problem you're going to see people really pushing back on that, right? I love when the attorneys do it. And I talk to them and say, you know why I'm doing this, right? So if you want to talk clauses, we can totally talk talk and, and modify. But either you sign it or you don't. So that that's pretty much it. I'm not taking in all the liability on me. I have proper insurance as well for that. But I want to make sure we are on the same page. And if that does not happen, there's no check-in information that goes to that person. There's nothing. In order for something to happen, that contract needs to be signed. Otherwise, there's no check-in information. There's no code. They cannot get inside the property. This has saved me a lot of, a lot of time. Yeah. A lot. Huge. Just getting getting them out, vetting them way, way prior. And I do say, by the way, on the description about the contract. So that it's not like a surprise that I tricked mm-hmm. them into it. It's there. So if they say it and I can point it out, it's on the description. And if it's not a good match, that's fine. I'm cool with that. But I will tell you that was never a reason why I didn't have somebody like my property booked. Quite the opposite. Right. People know that I'm running it as a business and mm-hmm. that's how it goes. Yeah. And if it's and not a good fit, it's not. So you're good. I love that. It's great criteria. And it's great to say to yourself too. It's like, let's take this time to really put the right pieces in place to avoid the problems at the end. That's so useful for every area of our business. <laughs> so ladies, take something from this, put it into your toolkit as you uh, are embarking on, you know, short-term rentals today or later, but great stuff on dressing. Yeah. And I would also say, of course, we had it online, right? But then, okay, everybody passed that. You can also save a ton of time if you printed out a very nice uh, folder with, for them, like hard copy, where the best restaurants, I go even a little further and say, listen, on this restaurant over here, Try the creme brulee French toast. I really love that. So I give like very personal because guess what? 
I don't want to get a text or my property manager doesn't want to get a text saying, where do I go for a breakfast? What do you recommend? Like all of those questions, if you're getting starting short term rental right now, all of those questions are great. Do something with them. Put them in your SOPs. Put them hmm. on your, your on your description, on the folder, on all the recommendations for restaurants and stores and entertainment, all of it, online and in paper, both, and save Great. a ton of time and have so much fun doing this and make, make a ton of profit at the end of the day, right? <laughs> That's what matters. I hope you guys enjoy it. Let me know if you guys have any questions. Make it a great day. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to receive updates on our next interviews, go to our website, therealestateinvestor.com. There, you can subscribe to our show, become part of our investor community, and get updates on upcoming episodes. If you like our show, please share it with other women who would benefit. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. And as always, we encourage you to take one action as a result of today's show and put it into motion so you can live both a financially free and balanced life. Thanks for spending time with us. Ciao.